What's going on, family? Yours truly, Antoine Bate. Got my co-host, D Butt. Yes, sir. Man, today, man, we got a special guest, 757 legend, Michigan State alum, Super Bowl champ, man, Plastico Burris, man. What's good, bro? How you doing? Oh, man, everything is beautiful, man. You know, the weather may not be beautiful, but, you know, life is good, man. But, you know, you know how that go. <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah, for absolutely. sure, man. Definitely uh, appreciate you stopping by the show, man, and, and, and rapping with us, man. All right, um, right. Shit, man, we we want to jump right into it, man. From the 757 with the high school and um, in Vibe Beach, man. Um, kind of tell us about your your upbringing, man. Like, what's, what's, what's ball, football, your only sport growing up? I'm pretty sure you probably played basketball. Um, like, how was that growing up in the, in, the, in the 757? Oh, man, believe it or not, man, you know, uh, you know, growing up, you know, baseball was the first sport I ever played. You know, uh, of, yeah, crazy, right? A lot of people wouldn't believe it, but you know, I attribute that to, um, you know, to developing like a crazy hand eye coordination, you know, mm-hmm. as a youngin', like growing up. So I started playing baseball, I was pretty good at that or whatever. And my mom, when I was like, I, I was seven years old, like, we didn't have, have a car at the time, and one of her friends came and picked us up. I was living in Plaza Apartments, the zoo. So anybody know about the zoos? Crazy they call it a zoo for the reason. <laughs> and uh, so my mom, we pulled up in my in my in her friend's car, and she said, "Get out, go play football." I never really played football in my life, and uh, she's like, "We'll be back later to come pick you up." And as she came and picked me back up, she said, "How'd you like it?" I was like, "I love it." And uh, that was seven years. Oh man! They, they they just put me out there. They put me out at running back. Uh-huh. They just kept, kept throwing me the ball out of the backfield. They were like, "Nah, man, we got to put you out there on the edge so you can catch some of these rocks." Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you know, my, my mom's favorite football team back then was was the Washington football team. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You know, growing up, you know, I used to always see this cat out there, number eighty one. You know, he had skin looked like mine, you know, tall, lanky, had, had the jerry curl. And uh, it was the great art monk. Great. And my mom was a crazy, you know, uh, Washington fan at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, man, I just, you know, I wanted to be like that guy. Because he, he was always jumping up in the air and diving around and catching balls and, you know, scoring touchdowns. And I remember my first game, my flag football game, like the first play of the game. Man, the dude threw me like a little five yard out route, and I went like eighty yards down the field. Yeah, I know, right? And I looked beside me, and my mom was running faster than I was. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is crazy. I was like, you know what, man? If if this right here, what I do, man, gets people that excited, and from that that day on, man, I was like, yo, this is what I want to do. But you know, I played basketball in high school. I was. And I was nominated McDonald's All-American, but I didn't make the team. Okay. You know, I always tell okay. people that. But, uh, you know, that 96 basketball class with, you know, all those guys, uh, Mateen and, you know, Kobe, Lester Earl. I mean, yo, I, I was just. Was I was that the uh, same year Bubba Chuck came out? No, Chuck came out in 90, 95. 95, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. Georgetown, yeah. 
Yeah, he he a year older than me. So, you know, I came up that 96 class of McDonald's mm -hmm. All-American. And, you know, I was number one player, wide receiver in the nation in football, basketball. But, you know, I just kind of just stuck with the football. So uh, I wish I would have kept playing baseball. You know, you know, my, you know, my freshman year, you know what I mean? I could be standing right field with a bag, with a back pocket full of sunflower seeds, getting that shit on my Yeah. So you so, started playing baseball uh, when you was, what, seven, right? No, nah, man, I played, played baseball back. all the way up the ranks until my freshman year in high school. Uh -huh. So I'm a freshman in high school. I'm starting right field as a, as a freshman. Mm -hmm. And my high school coach was the track coach at the time. So he walks over there. He's like, yo, man, I don't know why you're wasting your time playing baseball. You should be, you know, working on your you know, pride and all that for football. So I quit. Mm -hmm. Man. Damn. And you look back at it, and I was starting on a baseball team that was so good that they won, like, three straight, three state championships in a row. Damn, and, man. I, and I was starting on that baseball team, and that's As how I freshman. And I was a freshman. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So, you know. I wish somebody put a in my hand when I was a jit. But, oh. you know, <laughs> I said, I wish somebody put a Louisville slug in my hand when I was a kid, oh, man. No, no, what you know, man. Yeah, I ain't going to front, because I played for a little bit, but it, it, got, it got a little crazy. About ten years, nine, ten years old, when them curveballs, knuckleballs started coming, <laughs> boy jumping out that box, I got hit by one, two, one, two times. It was like, man, that's a wrap right. for me. I'm gonna go in this hard work, get this basketball and this football, and I'm good. I know, man. The crazy part, of, crazy about it right now is that, you know, uh, I try to get my son to play baseball. You know, he played like two or three years in a row. You know, and um, it's just something that they like, like they haven't gravitated to. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it's one of the things I think, like in the hood and you know, in the areas that I grew up, baseball is becoming like a lost sport because you have to have like so many people to get together to be able to play it. Yep. You know, like you like in the hood and the, you know black communities and, and shit like that. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's it's one of those things that you know uh, the kids are running away from because of you know uh, you know where they're living at or how or where they're coming up at, but. And I would love to see more of us, you know, uh, you know, play baseball. Yeah, just be exposed and have, have the opportunity, man. Right, right, right. That's it. It's an expensive sport too, with the right. with the traveling, um, and all of mm -hmm. that too. It's expensive. So, like you said, a lot of, a lot of cash, you know, coming from you know neighborhoods we grew up in. We just don't got that, got the got the finances or the funds to even manage right. that. You know what I mean? And to them, it's boring. You know what I mean? It ain't like that. Yeah. that Big play on the, on the football field, kick return, interception, or that dunk, or whatever. To them, it's boring. I'm like, no, nah, man, that's the best right. beauty of the sport. You know, baseball is not one of those games where, you know, uh, you have a lucky career or you get lucky. Like, you actually have to be able to play, you know what I'm saying, to go out that's and right. have success on the baseball down in there because you, you know, you, you don't just get lucky out there. You actually got to be able to play. Yeah, that shit, that shit is hard. It's hard to be. And especially us, like we got a lot of energy. Like basketball, it's all it's back and forth, it's up and down. I got the ball, I'm playing defense, I'm doing something. Football, same thing. Baseball, like you said, you could be a right field standing with some sunflower <laughs> seeds in your back pocket, but Chilling. looking at it long game, 
you know that's probably you know that's probably one of the best avenues but i i, I could definitely see how you know i just not attracted to it so that's, that's probably why i wouldn't think about it when i was young either you know outside yeah. of not having equipment or a baseball diamond or even I don't even know, you know, in the hood, like you right. always got coaches and old heads recruiting you to play football, basketball, but you right. don't never had anybody, hey, come join the baseball team. So baseball team. definitely some things we can we can do and a better job of supporting these kids, man. Yeah, maybe some we you know, we all need to, you know, uh get together and in, in, in our in our hoods and you know start like programs for them so 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 they can see it. Yeah, you know? it, it wouldn't be a bad idea, you know. At all. Looking at it like that, yeah. Yeah, at all. We could definitely, we could definitely find some ways, man. Do you, you still, um, you still follow it now, baseball? No, I don't, I don't follow it as much as I used to. But mm -hmm. uh, hey, man, I, you know, I'm always a baseball. I, I go to about four or five Yankee games a year. Uh, when David Wright, who from the, you know, he from the VA area, he was playing uh -huh. with, yeah, yeah. You know, he come check me out, watch me play. He, I used to go over there like three, four games a year. So, uh. You know, uh, you know, I, I go to about four or five games. Yeah, I tell my son, I'm like, yo, man, look, I got front row seats to the Yankees. He's like, nah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> straight. Like, oh, it's the I'm Yankees. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's the Yankees. And I mean, you just don't know how good you got it, man. You don't want to go yeah, to the front Yankees. And some of it, too, man, is it, them old rules, them unwritten rules. It's just the kind of, you know, how they don't like. I think it was uh, Tatis Jr., Last year, he like hit the ball and maybe did a backflip or did something. Hit a home run when they were up, probably eleven runs. Just they have a bunch of stupid rules, you know. Cats right. ain't really be trying to rock with, but um, yeah. we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. So, um, so obviously, so you went to school, high school, quit the baseball team, ninth grade, or uh, yeah, went straight football, yeah, football and basketball. So, how did that recruit? When did you start like opening the eyes of the big time recruits? Yeah, uh, I, I would, you know, it's crazy because, uh, you know, my sophomore year, I went out for the football team. I basically was just, you know, I was going out playing football because, uh, you know, everybody in my neighborhood was doing it. All my boys was doing it. So, you know, I was playing football. So my sophomore year, I quit the football team. Mm -hmm. I walked off the training camp um, uh, two days. I'm like, man, look, man, this shit ain't for me, man. I'm a basketball player. <laughs> at the time, I was already at about 6'4". I was probably about 160 pounds, maybe. Yeah. So, you know, I quit the football team. And, you know, my high school coach come to the house. You know, I'm living in Twickenham at the time. He come to my house. And he was like, why you quit? I said, look, man, I don't want to play football, man. I'm a basketball player, right? And uh, so my mom was like, why you quit? I said, yo, I just don't want to play no more. I'm going to just concentrate on basketball, just do my thing. And, and my, my, my high school coach was like, look, man. He said, how many uh, – he said, how many uh, basketball players are 6'4", 6'5", 6'6"? I said, I said, I said, a lot of them. He said, how many wide receivers are 6'4", 6'5", 6'6"? I was like, and he was like, that's my point. And I was like, all right, man, whatever. So I went back and played, and I had, I think, it's no lie, I caught like 24 passes my sophomore year, and I, I and it was 18 touchdowns. On twenty-four catches, <laughs> right? So everything, wow. everything I'm playing, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going, I'm going to the crib. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so that season go by, and you know we get into some, we get into some trouble or whatever. Into my sophomore year, 
last day of school, matter of fact, I get like caught like trespassing like another school in Tallwood, Chesapeake, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, my the first day of my junior year in high school, I get sent to in school suspension for ISS. Yeah. Meanwhile, I got my brand new cross color outfit on. I got the yeah, 54 yeah, levels yeah. on. I'm clean. Cross colors. Yeah, you know, I'm clean. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so my high school coach is the ISS coordinator. Mm-hmm. He's like, damn, man, you, you, you got ISS on the first day of school. First day of school. <laughs> right. Man, you know, this happened last year. So he said, I'm going to show you something. So ain't nobody in ISS but me and him. So, you know, I got I got the lecture the whole day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, those little, you know, those those white postal, you know, joints that, you know, that come from the, 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 yeah. the post office. He put that joint on the desk in front of me. And I'm like, what's this? He said, I want you to open every one of these letters and read them. I'm like, man, whatever. So in my mind, I... I'm not even really understanding like my own potential at the time. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. You know, this is my this is this is the current situation I'm dealing with at home. This is where I'm living at. Don't nobody make it out of where I come from. It's like, yeah, everybody's yeah. hope, dreams is to go, but nobody never really makes nobody it. Nobody really time. make it. Yeah, you know what right. I mean. So I open up all I open up these letters, man. It's it's North Carolina, uh, Notre Dame, Florida State. USC, UCLA, Penn State, Michigan. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, yo, I ain't even that good. I don't even know why they want yeah. me. Right, right. I don't even know why they want me. And my coach, he, he gives me this, like, you know, this parade, all American. Uh, remember the parade in the Scholastic Sports yeah, Zoom? Yeah. Hey, but you know, yeah. you, you my age. Don't, don't have like your little. <laughs> Not shit, don't. And you, you got hey, me for a few years, big bro. Shit. Pre, bro, this is pre-internet, man. Bro, so he had me. It's pre-internet. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the number one wide receiver in the country. I'm like, man, I don't even want to play football. So then I think right then I understood. I was like, damn, I ain't even do nothing last year. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's when I, I knew I was like, touchdowns. Yeah, I so started right. taking it. Yeah, started, you you caught what in that down? Yo, I started taking it serious, <laughs> and it's so crazy, man. Um, I had never been on an airplane before. I had never left the state of Virginia, and mm-hmm. what am I? I'm a junior in high school. So, uh, you see, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. My coach got me a plane ticket to go to uh, uh, Gainesville to watch uh, Tennessee, t- uh, uh, Tennessee, and and the Gators in the swamp. Man, mm. I had never left the state of Virginia. I had never been on a plane or nothing. I get mm-hmm. to Gainesville, and Peyton Man is a quarterback. Meanwhile, you got, you know, uh, Redell Anthony and Jaquez and Ike Hill and Chris Dorn, all these dudes just playing wide receiver. Yeah. It, was, it was special in the SEC yeah. right then. Facts. You know, Joey Kent, and I'm like, man. And I was like, yo, I don't think these dudes better than me right now. Mm-hmm. Right? So I get there, I walk down on the field, and my look, my heart like jump out of my chest. And I'm like, oh shit. Like I couldn't believe the amount of people that was in this venue. Yeah. So, yeah. So you know, you, like we don't see stuff like that in Virginia. I know I heard I heard stories of high school games in Texas, 10, 20,000, whatever. Yeah. We was getting 2,500. 
Yeah. At, at the most. And that That's was a big it. Game. Mm-hmm. That's a big game. Three, three thousand people. So I walk over yeah. this, I walk over to Steve Spurrier. Yeah, 90,000. Yeah, I walk over to Steve Spurrier. And um I said, man, so you mean to tell me that if I go play football here or anywhere else, he'd be like, all these people gonna show up every Saturday. He said, yo, they're gonna be here every weekend. <laughs> I gotta get out of it. I gotta go. It's time for me to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh that 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 trip right there, man, saved my life, you know, for the better. Because at the time, man, I I had like a one point six point grade point average. I couldn't go. I couldn't go to North. I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, like, yo, man, you're number one playing. You're number one wide receiver in the country. You got a one point six grade point average. You can't go nowhere right now. So yeah. he sent me on that to see it, man, to save my life. And when I came back to school that Monday, I made the honor roll for the rest of the year. Just, just, just to a point to be like, yo, it's a lot of it's it's a bigger things out, man, outside of my hood and outside of Virginia. And 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 what and, they do, I don't want to do it no more. I'm out of here. <laughs> and that's and that's real because I think a lot of times, um, that's what. That's what somebody needs is be able to see something outside of their comfort zone. Facts. You know what I mean? So when you when you were saying like that was your first time out of your hood, out of the state of Virginia, now you you seeing what's available to you outside of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you say, you know, you growing up every day, you're not seeing, um, you're not seeing a, a NFL player, you're not seeing an NBA player, you seeing what you seeing. And nine times out of ten, it's the dope boy in the corner. Or, or whatever the case may be. So I think that's 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 the most important thing. Um right. giving these youngins some resources to be able to see what's out what's what's out there and available to them. You know what I mean? Especially so, like, especially at that that age. That's that age time where you know you can go left or right, you know what I mean? Especially a, a lot of communities be coming from and there's certain people in your life, a lot of time it's coaches, man. Them coaches be so right. important who could just sit you down and literally set you down at ISS and showed you basically showed you your potential. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times we don't even see that potential in ourselves. So for right. him, y'all uh so y'all y'all still close, y'all still got a relationship. Oh, man, man. He, he he been like a father figure me to me, man, ever since, man. You know, he saw yeah. something in me when I ain't even seen it in myself. So you know, uh, he was when, I, when we made it to the, the, the Super Bowl, he was the first person I picked up the phone and called. I was like, yo, man, y'all get on the plane. You know, come on out here and check it out, man. You know, you're a part yeah. of it. And, um, you know, what he, I think what he did for me, man, is that, you know, I'm, I'm one of the, you know, few stories of who guys who could have, you know, done the same thing, but, you know, they didn't have somebody that, that really cared about them to really show yeah. them different. You know what I mean? I'm I'm pretty sure, like I'm like AB. No man, it's a lot of high school, you know, uh, you know, backyard legends from where we're from, man. And it, it, it's it's just everywhere. Crazy. You just sit there and you think about you know all the talents you saw growing up. Yes, mm-hmm. you know they 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 just hood legends, you know. And still to this day, man, I, I'm still. And we're talking about from 1996 for me to go to college. We're talking about 25 to years ago. Still the only person from my neighborhood to go to college. And that's something that we've been trying to change for a long time. But mm-hmm. that, that, that's just, just that's, that's just how it is. And it, and it shows you how tough it is for kids like myself and you know, kids growing up in my neighborhood to make it out. You're talking about twenty, what, twenty four years ago. Yeah, that's that's, that's 
Yeah, that's crazy, man. So a lot, a lot of it is systemic, man. And, the, you know, yep. the opportunities that are around us, the resources, et cetera, et cetera. That's why it's so important, man, when it when you are in a position to, you know, give back and help in any way that we can, that we're doing it, man. So, yeah, that's wow. That's crazy. So, um, so you get to, you know, you're doing your thing. Obviously, everybody, everybody wants you now. So you get to the point where you really at that stage where you got to pick schools, going on visits, talking to coaches, et cetera, et cetera. How did right. that uh that process go? How did you end up in Michigan State? Man, that's what it's, I want to know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's one of the crazy things you would never believe, man. So, uh, you know, I was a wide receiver, so I wanted to go to Florida. I fell in love with, you know, the Gators and Steve Spray. I'm like, look, they throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game. If I'm a wide receiver, that's where I want to be. You know, um, when I went on my visit, I had met Fred Taylor and uh, Javon Kerr. So we was all, you know, we was pretty still tight. And for them to be talking to me when I was in high school, you know, calling long distance to talk to me. You know, yeah. that, was a, that was a big deal for a kid, man, where you can turn the television and see these boys playing on TV. You know, on yeah. Saturday, here I am having conversations with them during the week, like, yo, man, we can't wait till you get here. So mm -hmm. I stopped buying the intent of, to, go to, to go to Florida. And um, I don't know if it's still a record. I think uh, we, had, we had nine guys from that team, from my high school team. We lost to, uh, I believe it was Indian River, like in the state, to lose that game, like on the last play of the game, which is still a scar. <laughs> so, we, uh, some of them laws you'll never get over. <laughs> oh, man, you'll never yeah. get over. So, uh, River was nice back then, too. I don't know. What was I saying, man? That, that threw me off, man. No, no, no. You was talking about uh, Freddie T. Freddie T. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah so Freddie T. won. And so, I, so, so we signed. Nine players to go Division One, Division One A on National Signing Day. I think, and the nation that was a record at the time. Meanwhile, we only had twenty-two players on my football team. Wow. Everybody played both ways. That's crazy. And out of those twenty-two guys, nine of them nine. Division One. I'm, I'm talking about Florida, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Clemson. Carolina, like big, big schools. Yeah, big out of time, yeah. nine went division one. I think it was a national record for signing day at the time. So I signed to go to Florida. Uh, I come back to school, and I, I make the honor roll, but I don't pass my SATs. Mm -hmm. So at the time, the SEC didn't accept partial qualifiers. You know that, that that whole scale of if you needed a two yeah. two point you needed like yeah. forty or ninety had to be higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so why I, I didn't pass my SATs, and they was like, "Yo, man, you can't go to the SEC until you you know pass your your, your SATs." And I was like, "Damn, all right, what I'm what I'm gonna do?" They was like, "Yo, you gonna have to go to prep school or something, or you can prop and go to Michigan or whatever." And I was like, fuck that, man. I want to go to Florida. So I went to Fort Union Military Academy uh, up in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. <laughs> so I go from that. So, yeah, I think, man, it, it's, it's kind of, to me, it was, it, was, it was like, it was embarrassing because here I was, number one wide receiver in the country. I look up, you know, Dre Bly, uh, D-Mac, David Macklin, uh, Aaron Brooks, all these kids from my area who, who who we grew up playing against each other, they they on mm -hmm. TV. Yeah, yeah. And you know everybody looking around like yo yo like where Plex at? 
I'm yeah. up in the West Hills of Virginia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Trying, trying, trying to get my scores and shit right. So I passed the SAT. And I was like, yo, man, I'm ready to go. And Florida didn't have any didn't have any scholarships left because once I didn't, you know, pass, once I didn't sign on that national day of intent, my scholarship was taken away. Mm-hmm. And they was like, so what you want to do? And I was like, well, I can't go to the SEC. And I was like, I don't, I'm not going to Penn State because pff, they ain't throwing the ball over there. That's like running back and lying back to heaven. Running. Yeah. yeah, and if you know anything about the ACC, you can forget it. I was I was never qualified to get into the ACC. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go to Michigan, and I took my visit to Michigan State, man. And I and I got there, and it was just man, it was the best decision I ever made. Because when when I went on my visit, my mom was like, you know, how you liking? I was like, yo, man, it feel like home. And um, and, that and was, when uh, I, Nick Saber and the coach. Yeah, Saban was a coach. Mm-hmm. Saban was a coach. And when I get there, the NCAA declared me ineligible. Damn. Sick, yo. You talking about sick. So they declared me ineligible because the because the because the prep the the prep the uh, prep school that I went to Fort Union is a year program. I, mm-hmm. I pulled out uh mid-semester in January, in December, January, that whole turn to Christmas, and Michigan State bought me to East Lansing. And when I got there, they declared me eligible. Said, "No, you're supposed to stay in that prep that prep school for a whole year," which they didn't even know because if they knew that, they wouldn't have bought me out early. Yeah, right. But I was ready to go. They declared me eligible. But then again, I still don't have a scholarship. They said declares me ineligible. So so you was out there. Scholarship. I'm just out there. And now you out of prep school. I ain't got no preps. I'm not in prep school. I ain't got no scholarship. I ain't got no dough. I got nothing. I'm weighing. I'm weighing <laughs> East Lansing, Michigan. Nothing. I'm out there naked Damn. though. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, I ain't got a coat. I ain't got a pair of boots. I ain't got nothing. It's freezing. So That's I go. To, I take out all this financial aid or whatever. I didn't have housing. I didn't have nothing, yo. Man, for a whole calendar year from January to January, I slept on the floor at Robert Smith Room and Sean Wright. I slept on the floor for a whole calendar year from January to January because I didn't have a scholarship. And I had to pass 24 credits um, in that calendar year, uh, January to January, to be eligible for spring ball. So So they let you enroll in school? Nope. I was a Prop 48. The only way I could okay. get to school was to be a Prop 48. All right, so, so you got to explain, explain to us what a Prop 48 is, because I, I done heard it before, but I don't know exactly what it oh, is. Man. A Prop 48 is, is basically they are just going off of your just potential. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't have a scholarship. Yeah. You don't have any money. You basically don't have any housing. You're basically mm-hmm. on your own until you pass your – you pass your credits to to get your scholarship renewed or to gain a scholarship. Or to get one, yeah. So all you can do is really just take out financial need to you know to get your books, to, to pay for your own housing, to feed yourself clothes. There's no, there's nothing for you when you're a prop forty eight because you don't have to them. You don't have the grade point average, and you don't have 
the the GPA test score even yep. be enrolled in the university. But if it's a sports program that, that that thinks that highly of you, they'll give you an opportunity to enroll you in school. But you basically gotta pay for everything while you're there, and that's oh, fine, exactly yeah. what I did. And um, I took out so much financial aid, man. It was disgusting, man. You got twenty four credits on top of that. That ain't that ain't no. You got to pass. You got to pass twenty four credits, right? And um, so you know, I just got the military school. It was all dudes, you know. She got the joints walking around. I'm from the crib. I'm wide open. I'm like, I'm like, you know, put the the prop forty eight shit. I'm here. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I passed eight credits. They was like, "Yo, what <laughs> ain't gonna cut it, bro? I hey, this ain't gonna do it. I passed basketball, bowling, whatever. <laughs> that was like three credits right there, right? Oh man, he said, I'm up, I'm about you, man. I remember Sherry Goodman, the academic advisor. She bought me, and she was like, "Yo, man, look, man." You passed eight credits in the spring. What the hell was you doing? I, said, I don't know. She said, look, you gonna have to stay here for summer school. If you don't pass 16 credits yeah. in the fall by the spring, you going back home. And I say, man, if I go back home, my mom will kill me. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> right, right. So I got myself together, man. I ended up passing the credits. But yeah, man, before that whole year, man, you know, I slept on the floor, you know, in North Case. And then in Cherry Lane, because I didn't have money for housing or nothing, you know, like Robert, Mateen, Mo Pete, you know, they give me, you know, ten, twenty dollars or whatever. I was living mm-hmm. in Burger King eating the two for twos, walking to Wendy's or whatever it may be, man. But hey, them boys really took care of me. And the thing about the Prop 48, thing about the Prop 48 was that uh, you know, I I, I wasn't affiliated with the football team. I couldn't go mm-hmm. in there and work out. Um, I work with the facility. I couldn't go to the locker room. I couldn't lift weights. So I played basketball with the basketball team every day to play to stay in shape. I was about to say I kept I, I kept your ass in some shape though. That's no, yeah, yeah, I was like basketball shape. I was playing with the team like Coach Izzo and Mateen and and uh, he was like, "Yo, Plex, uh, you Michael Red this week. Shoot it when you get it. Yo, Plex, you're mm-hmm. having Shoot it when you get it. Yo, Plex, you." Uh, Khalid Elamine, shoot it when you get it. Like, I was a scout for the basketball team, yeah. And me, you no, know, these boys won the last championship, yeah. Them boys, real yeah. deal, yeah. yeah. And I was playing basketball with them. The only place I could go was to work out was at the basketball gym because I couldn't go play football, so I played basketball, football. and that's how all of us became tight. That's yeah, crazy. So, was you so was you out there holding your own? Was you out there getting bait? I mean, I, I would have been the first man off the bench. I mean, let, 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 <laughs> I'm not gonna just jump out the window and say I was gonna, I was a starter. But it makes yeah. me realize, man, playing basketball with those cats every day, man, just how good those dudes really is, man. It's a special talent to be how great they yeah. are playing basketball. I mean, these boys had tremendous skill. I was just an all around athlete. Mm-hmm. You think you? You got hops, whatever. I had like a little 37, 8, you know, 37, 30 inch, 38 vertical. That's like deep buck. That's like deep nah, buck. He nah, got nah. Was, he got long arms, so he think he can but, ball. You know, so I, hey, I, 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 I was out there holding my own, okay? <laughs> Look, yeah. hey, for me to have a 37 inch vertical at 6'6", six, 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 on, yeah. on, on the football field, that's 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 pretty that. My yeah, range yeah. is incredible. 
But when you yeah. out there with cats that's six eight, six nine, and they got forty and forty twos, you know, when you go to think about going to get the rebound, they already got it. You like, damn, <laughs> you they are young, yeah. Like, yo, these dudes getting up off, are getting up off the floor. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna stick to the football, and this ain't it. <laughs> See that that and that and that conversation your coach had with you yeah. in high school, I had yeah. the opposite conversation. He was right, like, I'm, I'm, I'm in five ten. Yeah, I'm in five ten. Cats, you know, playing basketball. I'm like, Shit, I don't know. I'm nice yeah, though, yeah. coach. I'm to the league. Like, hey, yeah, how many five ten nah. corners you know going to college for free? Shit, right, you got a point. So I ain't played basketball, my nah, football to my junior year. So, right, I had that same conversation in reverse, but shit, it worked out. Nah, it's, it that's real. Out. Cause D butter had the same jump too. Five, five, nine, five, ten. It was like, bro, you about to go to college and 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 not make your parents pay for this tuition, right? <laughs> and you chasing these hoop dreams. <laughs> Fact. Yeah. Nah, but what what that do for your mental though, Plax? Like I know you, you you touched on it, but I just feel as though that whole year, like you said, you sleeping on the floor, um, like mentally, like what did that do for you when you did get that opportunity, and that chance to, you know what I mean, get back on that field? Oh uh, man, it was killing me, man, because you know I, I was basically you know, my back was against the wall, you know I was sleeping on the floor at Robertum Crib and dorm, and and when football season came around, I think that that's what hurt me the most. You know, you know, because I got like one ticket to go to a game and, um, you know, like somebody give me a ticket or whatever. And I had to go sit in the stands. I couldn't be on the sideline. And, you know, I've been in the stand watching the game. Everybody like, yo, man, I thought you were supposed to be out there playing with them. You know, I'd be like, next year, next year, next year, next year. And just, you know, watching the game, you know, from the stand, like it really just lit a fire in me. And to know that, you know, I was supposed to be out there and I was really like bullshitting around, wasting my time, you know, not doing what I was supposed to be doing and and and, and not, you know, you know, uh being responsible enough to to uh you know to to be playing football. And I yeah. was like, you know, just sitting there watching the opportunity. Like, oh man, I gotta, you know, I gotta get my shit together, man. And I just really yeah. buckled down and I said, yo, when I get out there. The, the the wheels coming off, mm-hmm. everybody, and um, that spring turned around, man. And I played in my that, that first spring game, and it was you know thirteen, one eighty five and three, and I never looked back after that. That's what's up, man. I already know you had that, like you said. When I get out there, hey, it's gonna be here, <laughs> man. Starving, who was who was the quarterback out there? We had a left-hand dude, man. His name was Bill Burke. You know, he, he didn't really have a strong arm, but you know, he he was he was a great anticipator. He was mm-hmm. crazy accurate. You know, he had he he didn't have a real strong arm. He had that little lofty, you know, kind of ball. He he had like that Chad Pennington kind of yeah. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? He wasn't really uh he had that rocket arm, but he was smart. And you know, I don't know if you know, but you know. Catching balls from a left-handed quarterback, the ball always got like that little tail on it, like at the end. A little, little different spin. So that's that's yeah. a real thing, huh? Yeah, man, it's a real thing, man. It really is. But uh, he 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 was a good quarterback, man. And we man, we set records that you know they still stand to this day. And I was only there for two years, man. Two years, yeah. So you went there two so, years. Go ahead, bro. My fault. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, nah, I was about to um, I was about to go to the to the kind of the draft. Uh, that process, right? Now I was gonna say you two. You played two years, two time, uh, 
but all Big Ten. So you you jumped on the stage, did your thing, and we can kind of just roll into what you know what I mean what D Buck was going going to mention as far as just the whole draft process, like how that go for you. What were they saying? Like, oh, you know what other receivers uh, was coming out there? Yeah, yeah. I still had one more year left. I, yeah, I had one more year left, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I had to make a decision based off of. I, I I solely just made the decision based off of like you know how my mom was living at the time. I mean, I mm-hmm. I, I would have liked to stay because you know I wanted to do things like go to the Rose Bowl, be a Heisman, you know, candidate. I was upset that I had lost the uh, the the Bolitnikov that year to uh, it was me, Peter Ward, and uh, uh, my boy from Stanford. Uh, we, we we both lost to him, so I was upset about that. <laughs> and um, I wanted to come back, and you know, I played my last game. We played against Florida in the Citrus Bowl, and I ended up, you know, killing that 13, 185, and three. That's the craziest thing. I ended with what I started with. Like, I was about to say, you know, yeah, the same yeah, like, spring game to your last game. That's yeah, wild. The same exact numbers. So, That's you know, wild. you know, I picked up the phone, and I'm like, yo, you know, I'm just going to go pro. And my mom was like, baby, you don't got to do this for me. I'm going to be all right. I'm like, no, it's the right thing to do. My, my mom and my brothers had already got evicted out of where they mm-hmm. were living at. So my mom was living with my grandma in Pecan Gardens. And like my mom, did, you know, she was living with her mom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a bad situation. So that's why I left. You know, nothing more, nothing mm-hmm. less. I would have liked to stay, but. You know, you know, a you know, kid is having a dream to get to the NFL. And like you yeah. see the door, you can see the door right there. Yeah, right like, there, yeah. I'm like, do I want to be we'll selfish? Enough? Do I do I want to be selfish enough to to do all these great things and you know that I want to accomplish Rose Bowl and all that, or you know, or do I risk it by going out and getting injured? I'm already a top ten pick, so mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do? And you know, I just made the decision based yeah. off of you know how my mom and her situation was and. It, it was crazy, and and I know I thought I was the best receiver in the draft that year. But you know, Peter Ward was Peter Ward was a dog in college. Man. Yeah, he he was a national treasure, man. Down here, where I'm from, down in South South Florida. But yeah. I want I want to go back. I want to go back a little bit though, because I don't think um that's really spoke on or talked about enough. I know it's talked about, but as far as like real life experience, so when you are that player. That's all because I went far from home from college. I'm from South Florida. I went up to UConn. So I was far from home, but I didn't have a situation at home where I felt the pressure, the stress, like, oh, oh man, I'm leaving, you know, mom, Duke's out to drive. Or I'm far away from home chasing my dream, but, you know, my family at home, you know, in a certain situation that they want to get out of. Like, I, you know, mom and dad together, they was holding down, whatever, whatever. So I didn't feel that pressure. So for you who kind of felt that pressure, even while you was playing, how does that how does that affect I guess your psyche and what's going on as the person, as the man and as an athlete? Man, you know what, you know what? I mean, you know, you know, as being a kid, man, having to make those decisions and mm-hmm. um having to make those decisions, you know, based off of you know what you what you think is right, where you want to go, where you want to be, and you know, the position that your family's in at the time. You know, when I, when I got to Michigan and like my first, my, it was my first game of the year and it, it never really crossed my mind. It did. And I was like, yo, 
I'm like, yo, my mom would never be able to see me play because of how far I am. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom had my mom had never been on a plane, and she was forty some years old at the time. And yeah. and it was a 13, 14 hour drive. And um, you know, looking back at it, if I could do it again, I probably you know I would have stayed more local, uh, maybe like Virginia Tech or something like that. Stayed at home mm-hmm. just, just so you know she could be there to support me and to watch me play. But uh, you know, I think my mom maybe saw me play three times, two or three times in college. Three mm-hmm. at the most, but uh, yeah, man. Looking back at it, as a kid, you want to get as far away from home as you possibly can. I was that, about to say it probably worked out better for you. Yeah, it, uh, yeah that was being awesome. that far from home. Yeah, and uh, AB, no man. Back in this was '96 uh, in the ACC, Virginia and North Carolina. They they want like real powerhouses like they, like they are. I mean, Florida State ran that division. Florida State was mm-hmm. the ACC back then. They was winning 10, 11 okay. uh, conference championships in a row. ACC football was not a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you had the SEC, which I couldn't go in, in the Big Ten. But I you know I, I wish I could have stayed home more local and put, you know, and put all of those things together. You know, you know, uh, my mom's current living situation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, proximity to her and school and things like that. But I just wanted to, you know, go as far as I possibly can. And then, you know, my option was limited with me, you know, being a prop forty-eight, and you know, and um, and not having the grades to 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 go to those schools who were around me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So that, that's how that happened. Bet, bet. Nah, so yeah. Let's go. Let's go. So now uh, so I guess shoot, that. Go ahead, bro. No, I was just talking about uh, so that combine process. You knew you you felt like you was the best best receiver in the draft. I'm sure yeah. you went around it when you that that type of uh pick. You go around the teams, tell you, oh yeah, if you're here, we're gonna take you. If you're there, yeah. so where did you think you were going draft night? And then how did it actually uh play out? You opening up some wounds, man. <laughs> was tight, man. So I get out to the combine, so Peter Ward don't work out. So I'm like, well, I ain't working out. <laughs> you know, Peter yeah. Ward working out. I ain't working out. So, you know, I, I caught a lot of slack for that, for going way down. And like, yo, like, who the hell you think you are? You ain't working out. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, listen, I got a pro day in a couple of weeks, whatever. Y'all have said that he ain't working out. I ain't working out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so dude was like, all right, man, listen, just whatever. Just, just do something. I said, all right, whatever. So I step up to the line. This is like the second day. He was like, "Man, all you gonna do is he- all you gonna do is help yourself if you work out." Mm-hmm. Uh, my high school coach, yo, just go out there, just do something, please, just 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 do something. I I know what you what you're thinking. You think you're the best in 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 that draft, which you are, but just show them something. Mm-hmm. I get up to the line, and once they once the coaches know I'm there, they like, "Yo, birds come to the front." So they say, oh, "Just run a nine route." And guess who my quarterback is? Same quarterback. Tom Brady. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tom Brady, my quarterback. He like this. Mm-hmm. He ain't on nobody's radar then. So yeah, I, I was about to say, he was probably a combine arm at that point. Yeah. So I get up there. You know, they, they like step on the accelerate. The ball should be up in the air. And, you know, he put the ball up. And I was like, man, you know, when the hell I'm going to get to this ball? And I stepped on the X button, ran it down. And everybody was just like, <gasps> I said, you know what? 
I'm done for the day. Y'all don't need to see I'm me. Good. <laughs> no more. You run that ball down. Yeah, that's where I'm at. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I know that I'm a I'm a top ten pick. I go through the whole draft process, and um, you know, I go, I go see the Baltimore Ravens. I go see the Cleveland Browns. They had number one pick and number mm-hmm. three. Um, I go see the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I go to Philly. I would have wanted to go to Philly because Bubble Chuck was in Philly, which was mm-hmm. which would have been crazy. They had yeah, been crazy. Seven was Arizona and eight was Pittsburgh. And so I get to Baltimore, which which really, you know, kind of you know made me really upset about this whole process. And uh, you know, during the pro, I remember that pro day. Me and me and Jamal Lewis had the same pro day. And so when they hit the wide, it was like, yo, Jamal Lewis just ran a, a four three five. And we was like, who the hell is Jamal Lewis? I didn't know he was rolling like that. Rolling. Lewis ran like a four three five with his combine. Mm-hmm. Baltimore had the fifth pick. I go to Baltimore. And Ozzie Newsom was a was a brother, at, you know. Yeah. He's like, yo, yeah. If you had the fifth pick, you know, I'm taking you. If there's a bus about it. I'm like, all right, cool. So one go by um um Courtney Brown, LeVar go two, LeVar Everton go two. Mm-hmm. Um go three. I forget who went three. Uh Peter Ward go Peter Ward go four. Jamal Lewis go five to Baltimore. So I was tight. I said, right. yo, man, that man just looked in my face and just told me about <laughs> lie, yo. <laughs> like, what yeah. the shit is that? Man, you look in my face and tell me a lie. I was like, all right. So I had no idea after that. So I'm, I was like, yo, I'm going to Philly. Oh, man, Chuck there is all good. Because I had been to Philly uh, to see the team, but they take Corey Simon. Deep mm-hmm. from Florida State. Deep tackle, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay. I knew Arizona wasn't going to take him because they had just drafted David Boston. David Boston, right. A year before me. So I knew they wasn't going to take a wide receiver. They took T.J. Thomas Jones. I got the Pittsburgh. I don't know nothing about Pittsburgh. And, and the quarterback out there at the time was who? In Pittsburgh. Yeah. Cordell Stewart. Cordell Stewart. That's what I figured. Yeah. Yep. So when I got drafted to go eight, I was like, I knew nothing about Pittsburgh. And, um, you know, I landed there. And it was just I – was, I was confused, lost, everything. I knew. And, man, it was just a process. It all happened so fast. That yeah, wild range of wild range of emotions, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, you you, you are upset, but you just elated, you excited, you happy, you, you know that you know everything that you work for it finally happened. Now you can provide for your family, all those different emotions. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, all right, let, let, let's get to playing football. But that whole process, man, was just for a kid, you know, going through all of that, it was a uh, it was a special time, man, and you know I wish I would have, you know, uh, appreciated it more, you know, going through it, you know, during that time. But, but yeah, man, that whole combine and you know all of those things, man, it was just it's it's, it's something. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's a crazy. I feel like every everybody could write a book with they, they story, but your story crazy though. <laughs> that's that's a crazy that's hell. a journey, right? And that's just getting to the league. That's that, that's right. Yeah, that's just getting there, man. 
so shit, you your your rookie year, man. Like how you, how was that process? How was that transition, man? Coming from Michigan State, having a year left, and then you know, like you say, top ten pick. So high expectations coming in. Um, like how was how that was that transition? Early. Yeah, that got early. So um, how was that transition? Your rookie your rookie year out there, man. Um. It was crazy because you know I, I when I came in they just they just gave me the playbook. There was nothing there, or nobody really there to really kind of mentor me into the position. Mm-hmm. It was just, hey, go to playbook. You are guy. Let's get to it. Let's do it. I'm like, man. And you know, looking back at it from a physical standpoint and mentally, I I, I really wasn't ready for what I was getting ready to get myself into. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just me, meanwhile, you know, I'm only, I'm three, I'm three years removed from high school, basically. Um, I played two years of college football where I just, you know, I, I dominated just for two years. I had never really, you know, been through any adversity playing any football because I was just so much better than everybody in high school and college. I'm in college, I averaged 100 yards a game for two years. <laughs> I mean, you know, high school, high school, school yeah, 18 touchdowns, 24 catches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was in 100 yards a game in, in, uh, in college. And when you get to the pros, like, I had never been really been in situations to where one of my biggest adjustments was I never had to make tough catches in traffic because I was always mm-hmm. just open. Yeah. I could go up and get the ball and where, where, the, where, the, where the guys couldn't. And I was just always my separation in college was three, four, five yards where it was just boom, pitch and catch. But then when I got to college, man, dudes in my back pocket, you know, they, you know, getting the arm through. So I, I, I struggled because yeah, yeah. I had never been, you know, had contested catches on a regular basis. And I think mm-hmm. that whole adjustment of it from a fit from a plan standpoint, it, it, it took me about it took me like a year just to you know, get through that to be able to be consistent to make plays, you know, uh, you know, down in and down up because it was something that I had never experienced. And from a yeah. physical and from a physical standpoint, you gotta understand where I was, you know, this was two thousand. So it was Damani Dawson, uh <laughs> uh Jerome, uh Levon Kirkland, Jason Gildon. You, know, you talking about <laughs> Some grown men. Yeah, they, they, these these they, these ain't the new these ain't the 2020 rules that we nah, see now either. So come across the line, <laughs> this, get back up. Hey man, find your mouthpiece. Let's go. You know, yeah. it, it's back then, and we playing on artificial turf. I'm playing mm-hmm. in, the, in Philly. It's just man, it was a whole different breed of football. Ain't no yeah. run across the middle and uh receiver. <laughs> None of that. Right, right. You better bite down on that mouthpiece. <laughs> Make sure you get up with your teeth. That, That's real. You kind of touched on the two not having that uh, not having a mentor early, you know, kind of take you on the wings and, and help show you the ropes. That's a huge transition. But going back to that, man, I, I will mm-hmm. say this, man. Um Courtney Hawkins, who is now the wide receiver coach at Michigan State, Mel Tucker bought him in with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up signing Courtney Hawkins, who was also went to Michigan State and played wide receiver. And um, 
And I, I never been in a situation to where like I needed mentorship to play the position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this and and I, you know, they started I was struggling, you know, my rookie year. They bought him in midway through the first season or whatever. And this man like really took me under his wing and showed me the ropes of, you know, how to play this position. And they also, you know, I I attribute to a lot of my sets to to Courtney and Terrence Mathis because they like they gave me like the knowledge of playing a position and understanding a position. You know, I was a different read a, a cat, you know, back then. I'm, Moss had came in a year before me. So mm-hmm. now you're seeing these dudes who six five, six six running around crazy. It was something that yeah. a lot of people hadn't seen during that yeah. time. So our game was different. And uh man, these kids, man, they 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 really took me under their wing, man, showed me the ropes of the position and um, you know, how to play it and uh and how to how to play it for a long time. And I look, man, this Everybody can play, you know, everybody can play football against zone. He said, but if you can beat man-to-man coverage, man, consistently, you can play this game as long as you want to. And that was one of the things that I first learned to do so well was just, man, I'm going to find a way, you know, I'm going to study. I'm going to beat man-to-man on a consistent basis. And then once I can get these cats, like, start backing up, like, look, man. We, we can't guard them one-on-one. We got to run. So mm-hmm. it's just like pitch and catch. And, you know, I, start, I started, you know, passing that, that same knowledge down to the young to the young guys. I said, listen, man, if you can't get off a of man-to-man in this business, you won't be here long. Fact. That's a yeah. fact. You will not be here long. So learn how to defeat man-to-man and line of scrimmage, bump and run, and then you can start working on everything else. So, yeah, man, Terrence Mathis and, and uh, Courtney Hawkins, man, you know, if it wasn't for them, man, you know, there's no telling, you know, where my career, you know, would have went because they were just so instrumental in just teaching me finer points of the other position that, you know, it just helped my, you know, you know, play flourish and, and, and you know, me going out and doing what I was doing. Yeah. So you, your second hey. year, you went over a rack, right? Yeah. Yeah. I went over a thousand my second year. Oh, oh my, 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 my first game of my rookie season, I broke my wrist. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I mm-hmm. broke my wrist. I done went through all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I done went through sleeping on the floor, the whole prop thing. And I get to the, my first game as a professional wide receiver. We're playing the 2000 Baltimore Ravens, by the way. Oh. Ray, Ray Fresh out. <laughs> 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 they got a D. Oh, I said they got a D? Yeah. They got. Who they got? They got Michael McQuarrie, Peter Bowell, McAllister. Uh, there, Chris McAllister. There? Chris McAllister. Yeah. Uh, D. Starks, Rod yeah. Woodson. Um, yeah, everybody. Jamie yeah, Sharp. They loaded. Yeah, the boys. Boy. They loaded. <laughs> <laughs> they shut us out. They shut us out like seventeen zero. It's my first game. I'm like, yo, these boys out here hitting so hard. I think I played <laughs> basketball. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is crazy. No, that shit was different. You had never, Man. you had never seen nothing like this because you get to the line of like, like we done been through the preseason. You play a couple snaps or whatever, but it's yeah. like a game. I remember the first one. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm oh man, my mom here. It's my first game. I'm finna go out and do something bad to these boys. I never, man, I get to the line of scrimmage on the first play, and they say, hey, 
And I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Forgot the route, all that shit. Yo, man, it was it ha- everything happened so fast. I was like, yeah, like, oh, pre season one thing that real season. Yeah, I had to get myself together, and I was like, "Yo, this a whole nother speed of the game. I had never seen it before." Yeah, yeah. It was like hike, and it was like, "I'm like, here." What the hell just happened? That play happened that fast, and it was like, "Oh man, we got shut out." But but yeah, man, I broke my wrist on the last play of the game. Our first pro football game against the winning star. Broke my wrist. So what what year was it for you when you was like, I right, I'm here and I'm gonna be a problem for for a few years? Like you said, your first year you struggled. Like right. what year was it for you when you was like, Man, shit, I'm I'm plaques, you know what I mean? And yeah. and, and and boys gotta deal with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, I think going into my third year after I had uh I uh after I went on the thousand yards in my second season, mm-hmm. you know, I can get a lot better. I think I led the league in drops with like 15 drops that year. And it was kind of, you know, I had a broken wrist coming back to my mm-hmm. second year. So, you know, I had to learn how to catch all over again. I had tore like my scafo lunate broke. Oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah. And I got three, had three screws through the side. So, you know, I'm like, man, if I can't catch the ball, I, mean, I don't have a job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's playing on my mind. You know, I'm getting booed. You know, everything's going on. I got my wrist taped up. I never played with this wrist brace on. Mm-hmm. And, but I had went through, I had had a thousand on my second season. And I said, yo, man, I just got to, you know, catch the ball more consistently. I knew that I had the speed and, you know, the feet to be able to, you know, compete with anybody, line of scrimmage, defensive backs or whatever. But, you know, I just kind of just took it personal. Like, look, man, you just got to catch the ball, whatever it may be, however we got to do it. And I fucking took that brace off. And I was like, fuck it, man, I can't play like this. <laughs> so I just yeah. put a little tape on it and went out there and played, man. And You know, I think, you know, after, you know, my, my first 1,000-yard season, you know, people started, like, pressing me more like bumping, running me more. Mm-hmm. And so I was making a lot of big plays because we were like, listen, man, they going to walk up there and play you like this. This is, how, this is how we bought you here. Yeah. You got to go out here and win these matchups. And, um, you know, you know, me, Cordell, Tommy, we started to develop a little relationship. And, uh, yeah, man, I think I, I led the league in yards per catch that year at 17 a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, they only had like 70 some catches for like 1300 yards. And like, I thought I was going to the Pro Bowl. I'm like, yo, yeah. I got 1300 yards on 70 some receptions. I'm, I'm getting 17 per, per, per catch. And I'm at like mm-hmm. seven, seven touchdowns. So, so this whole year was crazy because that, that was the same year that Marvin Harrison had went for like 143. Mm hmm. Right, 143 receptions. Yeah, that was that was a record. Yeah, right. is that still a record? No, right. no, Mike T just broke it. Yeah, Mike. So, so my whole justification of that year was, you know, I deserve to go to the Pro Bowl. Was um, Marvin Harrison had
for like 13 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he basically played a whole other season and only had 200 more yards than I did. Yeah. Yeah. He had, he had, right. a, he had about 70 more receptions than I did with only 200 more yards. And I'm like, y'all don't see the. <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah. How could you not understand that? And so after that year, man, I was just, I just went on a tear, man. I didn't make the Pro Bowl, and I was like, man, bump it. I'm just gonna go crazy on these boys. And uh, yeah, man, that's when I really started to, you know, see my potential, man, to really go out and dominate. After my third year, I was like, nobody should be able to stop me one on one. Hey, AB, man, uh, you know, I saw a tape the other day, man, when I well, – you, 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 uh, was that the same? Was you playing then? Huh? But you was playing? What, what happened? Nah, what, what, what year? What, what you talking about? The 2006 game in, in, the, in the Meadowlands. 2006. That was my dog. Yeah, that, that was my rookie year. It, it's crazy because that, um, that was my first game, my first regular season game. And it's funny you you was talking about how um your first regular season game how that shit went so fast and I tell people to this day because leading up to training camp you know it was kind of one of them things where because it was Bob Sanders Mike Dawson myself so it was going into that week where Coach Dungey was like yo we gonna start you young boy so I'm like okay word so you know that was the Manning Bowl you know Peyton coming down right right. Um, playing Eli so it was like I'm a I'm a rookie so it's it's you Jeremy Shockey Tiki Barber Brandon Jacobs and shit so I'm like woo like this <laughs> it's about to be real right mm-hmm. so all during the week you know I'm like yo like as long as I don't got no MAs like I'm good bro that ball gets snapped like it's cover three I'm like man what I got <laughs> I'm right. tripping out there. I'm like, right. like three your whole life. <laughs> My whole Recognized life. Yo, yo. <laughs> Blacks come on, that yo, shit it, get different. Real. It get different. So I remember Kato was like, Kato June was like, young boy, like, yo, just relax, yo. Like, you good. Like, relax. But, but yeah, that was like my, uh, one of my, like, welcome to the NFL experience, yo. Because it was like, again, it was like that. That first game, I had butterflies the whole game. Like, right. you know, and I was always the type of person, like, yo, I needed the butterflies. That's when I knew I was I was ready to play. But, you know, after that first hit or whatever, I'm good. But I had butterflies for 60 minutes, man. I'm like, yeah. oh, like, like, what's going on? But you know, well, Yeah, man, it, 60 minutes. Of, I never had 60 minutes of butterflies. You just couldn't calm down. I couldn't <laughs> calm down, bro. And it was, it was, it was real. But that was – um. That was a that was that was a game though. It was. So that, that was the first. That was the opening game of the season. Oh six, yeah. First game. Oh first damn, game. it came out the gate. My game, my first game. I had T.O. Lee Evans, Oof. uh, Fred Jackson. Was Marshawn still there? I don't know. Them boys had yeah. weapons. They ain't have. They ain't really have a quarterback. Yeah. They had Trent Epps was that quarterback though. So that shit. Roscoe, Roscoe Perez was out there. Roscoe Perez. On Monday night football, but I was kind of trial by fire. Once I got in the training camp, shit, I had Brady, Moss, Welker, Kevin Falk. Like, I'm like, uh, ooh, ooh, anything I see, oh, on, oh, on Sunday, I'm straight. Huh? Oh, Kevin was your first year. Yeah, yeah. 
So um, we still have fees in the backfield, but yeah, that that it ain't nothing like them first them first time the real lights come on and mm-hmm. really going like real real NFL speed. Like oh yeah, and, yeah, oh, like and it'd be crazy now right because i'll be sitting i'll be sitting watching the game i might have a couple of my boys with me and they be like man he's some shit i'm like look at here man like this shit ain't easy at all like he's got I mean, no he garbage man Man, I'd be like, man, this shit is this shit is serious, man. Like these these some grown ass men out here <laughs> moving. Grown ass like, men. Yeah, like it's 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 this ain't high school where you know, like you said, we we all we going both ways and you know whatever. Like it's this this mm-hmm. top of the crop right here. Yeah, it's a selection for a reason. That's a fact. So now, um, so you get to to New York. So now you go from Pittsburgh, which is a you know, obviously, well-respected organization. Um, you know, it's crazy fan base. And now you go to New York. Obviously, that's a whole different ball game. You know, media, media-wise, Martin, everybody. You know, and then you were a man in two. How was that transition? Oh man, uh, you know, I was an unrestricted free agent. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I went to Houston. Um, I went to Carolina, and I went to Minnesota and the Giants mm-hmm. and you know I didn't want to go to Houston because Dre was there yeah you know I sat down and had this conversation with Dre and I'm like yo you know my my, my agent was like you should go to Carolina I'm like I'm not going to Carolina I mean you should go to uh, Houston Houston want to see you I'm like man Dre got his own show down there yeah I yeah. mean he already he grew me he already wanted the top three four in the league mm-hmm. over there for and then you know the whole Carolina thing was like Nah, I really don't feeling that. I think uh, I don't even know who the quarterback was at the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, then I went to Minnesota, and Pep Dante Culpepper was was the quarterback. Mike Tice was the head coach. Yeah, and um, Moss had just left and went to Oakland. Oakland. Mm-hmm. Moss had just left and went to Oakland. And I'm like, man, I'm not coming up here <laughs> after that. <laughs> And we just had eight four here, so uh... this man just obliterated the record. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not yeah, coming nah. up here to fill issues. Are you crazy? And Pep, mm-hmm. like, I'm on dog. I need somebody to play with. I say, Pep, I'm not coming here, man. That man just went over here and just destroyed <laughs> the whole everything. The whole field on fire forever. Facts. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, and then they they, they only wanted to sign me to a one year deal, and I was like, Nah, man, I ain't with that. You know anything can get ha- anything can happen, and then because um Dante remember Dante Culpepper go out there and he tears whole knee up on the first game. Mm, yeah, he tear everything his whole knee. I'm like, damn, Pep. But you know, my my whole decision at this time was you know I was I was frustrated in Pittsburgh. No, I wanted to stay. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know, but you know Pittsburgh offered me the same exact deal. That the Giants did. Mm-hmm. So, but me, I was an XY receiver. And, you know, me and Hines had just went for like two uh, thousand yard seasons in a row. So people were starting yeah. to really pay attention to what we were doing. And we had just lost two AFC championship games 
to Tom Brady in Pittsburgh. And I'm like, man, I got to get out of the AFC. You can't beat Tom Brady. If I want to get a chance to win a chip, I got to go to the NFC because this like you couldn't you couldn't beat the Patriots then. You couldn't beat them. Yeah. You just yeah. couldn't beat them. They were just that good. And um, so I said to myself, I said, where can I go to where, you know, I can put myself to complete a puzzle that's already, you know, intact. In place. Yeah. yeah. So, and the first thing hit my mind, I was like, yo, man, if I want to get a double team off of me, you know, off the backside of the X, I need a tight end. And the only tight end that, that was out there at the time, that a team that was in the was Jeremy Shockey. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, man, if I can get this cat right here, you know, me and him can, you know, do some damage because they can't double us both. Jeremy was already up there right. killing, drawing a double. Me, I'm back there in Pittsburgh. You know, I was in the eye formation. So people would just roll up on us and play quarter, quarter, half. Quarter, on me, yeah. 44 choke or whatever you want to call it, and just completely take me out of the game. Yeah. Well, so, you know, we, we, it was a different time. Then, you know, Buster was getting the ball 30 times a game, you know, different stuff like that. I said to myself, I said, if if uh if Eli can be half as good as his brother, half as good as his brother, you 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 good money. And I got a tight end, I got ticket bob and a money tumor. I'm like, I think we'll be all right. And that's why I made the decision to come here because you know I had a tight end. I said, man, listen, I get a tight end going on the backside of that seam, and I'm on the front side, man. You know, sky's the limit, and that's exactly how the whole thing played out. But you no, know, I didn't want to leave Pittsburgh because, you know, like we had a special team, man. We had a, mm-hmm. like we look back at it right now, like we was kids, man. But it's about eight, nine Hall of Famers on that team, man. And shit, yeah. they ended up winning the bowl. Right? They had all left. I was like, <laughs> they win the boat. I was like, damn, them nigga was so good. They ain't even need me. <laughs> so you were the problem. Yeah, I was the problem. I like, okay. Yeah, I got I got I got I got him get me one. I'm like, damn, I'm gonna leave y'all gonna go get a chip. I was like, oh okay. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, yeah. they gonna get a chip without left. I said, I said, well damn, I'm holding y'all back. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, yeah, crazy. I, I, New York man, and you know, everything just kind of just took shape, man. And, and uh, yeah, it, it was it was really the, the first time I had been in the offense to where, you know, I was like in a I was in a real like West Coast offense that it was just so many, you know, variables to it, so many things that I could do that that just kind of just took the you know took the shackles off my game because I was in Pittsburgh, I was running the, I was running the bang eight, I was running the fade. The dig route and the slant, and that was basically it because that's kind of who we was in. We was throwing the ball 16, 16 to 20 times a game, maybe. Hines gonna get his five, I'm gonna get my five. Mm-hmm. Get your six or seven opportunities. I mean, you're not gonna complete every pass, so you know, you leave out of the game, you know, four for four for 40, four for 50. But I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I get me, I get like two, two bang eights, get me a big dig, break a tackle. Now I'm I'm three catches sitting on eighty yards, something like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I had never been in an opportunity. I remember the first our first game, man, they threw me the ball like 15 times. I'm like, damn, I never experienced anything like that. I said, oh yeah. I know you was like, oh yeah, this oh, is yeah. it. Right. <laughs> I, I do remember that um I think it was in the um right end zone. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think you had a, I think you had a nine ball or something like that. Or, or yeah, I had a, I tried to, I had a, I had a go. Yeah, I tried to tee off on you. Yeah, you did. I saw it the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You caught it though. You, 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 you held on to it. Oh yeah, come on, man. The lights was on, man. Old school, man. he just bit his mouthpiece. The lights was on, man. Yeah. Hey, speaking yeah. speak about the lights being on, obviously you're the the most the play you probably most known for that 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 sluggo in the Super Bowl when y'all knocked off the undefeated Patriots. You said right. you know when you was in Pittsburgh, you know it was so good, and obviously they had a dynasty, and that year was crazy. So like I actually saw you on um on the show uh with Master what's his name Master Test Master yeah. Yeah, yeah. So y'all was talking about you was talking about just that year, and you not even really been able to practice and the injuries you had to deal with. Yeah. Then to kind of make that play, like what what was that 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 whole game? Because Twan don't want a Super Bowl, been the two. You don't want a Super Bowl. I never been in that 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 space. So talk to you know me and the fans, people listening. Like what was that whole? What, what was your mindset about on that stage in those moments? Man, it, it, you know what? It, you know when you. I think, you know, when you get the opportunity after you win an NFC championship game or whatever it be, and it kind of clicks, I'm like, damn, yo, I'm like, I'm going to the show. But after you celebrate, you like, man, we here now. But, you know, people forget about you still got to win the game. Mm-hmm. Everybody going in for the festivities, kicking to have fun. You know, you, you want to win the game. And, you know, when you get out there, man, and them flags or whatever and all that shit go up, man. I, I don't think – I didn't feel my feet hit the ground for 60 minutes, man. It, it's that special of a feeling. That's you crazy. Just, you just – you like – you just playing on air for, you know, like the whole 60 minutes or whatever it may be because it, it's so surreal that, you know, you living out a childhood dream like right in front of you. Like it's mm-hmm. happening like right here at this moment. And you can't let yourself get caught up in the whole thing, like, oh, oh man, I'm in the Super Bowl. I can't, I can't make no mistakes. I can't mess up, so on and so forth. But you know, with it all being said, man, it was just, and you know, us going into that last drive, or you know, that that whole drive, like, it never even crossed my mind that I that we wouldn't win that game mm-hmm. because, man, I, I know I ain't gonna get all this far to get right here and not win. And you know, you're doing everything possible, humanly possible physically, to, to be at the best that you can possibly be, whatever it may be. I don't know, I don't know AB may be able to attest to it, but um, I remember just being like second, third quarter, just coming to the sideline, just like, you're like, damn, man, this is the most physical football game I've ever been a part of in my life. And I'm like, yeah. I'm running fast as I can. I cannot get open. Like, what are you, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do? And and you know, playing against the Patriots and and our offense and every single play, man. Every I was dotted, every T was crossed. If if I if you if if the defense was playing cover two, like the corners the corners was chucking you at five or six. If if I had to go in and 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 get the strong safety on an open a open side run, I'm trying my best whatever I can do to get them on the ground. Like nobody wants to miss no assignments. 
Yeah. If I had a 12-yard curl, <laughs> curl, I was standing on 12. I wanted nine and a half or 10. I was on 12. It was that mental that you everybody was doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing as hard as they possibly could. And that's what I take away from the game. I'm like, yo, man, the game was so sound that mm-hmm. there was nothing more that you could have possibly done like on a certain play to have a better result other than, you know, to drop a ball or to, you know, drop a pick. And I remember Steve Smith caught a ball over the middle. He gets stripped. He loses the ball. He, Steve Smith is a rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Mike Sullivan calls me. He said, yo, man, go talk to the, go talk to the young fella, you know, just make sure he don't go in the tank on us. And, you know, they, they used to always call me to talk to the young cats. And I'm like, I hang the phone. I said, all right, I got you. I hang the phone up and I look at them. And I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to say to him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think he meant to fumble the football? Mm-hmm. Right. What am I going to possibly say to this young man as a rookie, hey. knowing that he just fumbled in the, su- in, in the Super Bowl to make him Super feel worse? Right. Next play, young fella. Let's go. Mentally, I hope you don't go on the tape, but there's nothing I can tell him. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's nowhere to go after this. <laughs> this is it. But yeah, man. But you know, getting back to that, you know, that drive and that touchdown, and you know, just you know, watching the film and you know, studying, you know, you know, Hobbs and his technique and just. Just knowing exactly what it was going to do, man, it was just, you know, it, it was just an unbelievable you, thing. You knew, y'all knew it. Y'all knew y'all they was going to be in that look. I didn't know they was going to be in that look at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if y'all see y'all if y'all had an opportunity to watch the the, uh, the Spike Lee produced a uh, uh, a uh, little a short movie about three or four years ago at the Tribeca Film Festival. It's called The Greatest Catch Ever. So, okay, gotta check that out. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, it's online. It's myself, um, David Tyree, his helmet catch. And that was the same year that Odell made the whole, the whole one-handed mm-hmm. catch. And it's called yeah. like, Greatest wow. Catch Ever, or all three. But um, they interviewed Rodney Harrison about, about the call that was made. The defense call that was made. Mm-hmm. So when the call came in, you know, Rod, this is Rodney just speaking. Um, the call came in, he went up to Junior's the late great Junior Sayal, yeah. and he was like, Well, Junior, we gotta change this call. And Junior looked at him like, Yo, man, I can't change the call, man. This man is super uh, uh, trust me, if there was like week three or week four. In the regular season, one o'clock game, he would have changed the call. I'd have been on the field, buddy, buddy. He definitely changing the call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a Super Bowl, it coming from the coach, and like it's nut cutting time. He's like, man, I, I can't change this call. And Rodney knew yeah. that. He, Rodney said that once the call, he he didn't change the call. Like he knew that, like the game was over because he knew that Ellis Hobbs wasn't going to be able to check me what we what we had going on, but. Yeah. You know, I used to always, as a receiver, I used to watch because, you know, inside of 20 was where I, where I made my money. Mm-hmm. You know, I can change the whole complexity of a game and an offense to 
to add to the defense to where they just so really just focus on me on the edge that, you know, we can just do whatever we want to on the front side. If I got two, two, three over here, we good to go. I'm cool with that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. You know, I, I used to study it a lot, you know, because uh, my rules change with my routes is versus, you know, if, if I'm in, inside of 20, if I'm 20 and out, I'm seven step. If I'm 15 and in, then I'm a five step. If I'm 10 and in, then I'm a, I'm, a, I'm on a three step route. And mm-hmm. you know, I was coming out of the same, but you and the quarterback got to be on the same page and knowing exactly where y'all are. So you know, I don't. He not throwing a three step slant, and I'm on a five step. Yeah, you know, something like that. So I used to always study the defensive backs, how they would play, what were they technique. You know, at closer they got to the goal line because I know that when I get in the 15, we throwing a couple fades. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, you know you're gonna have to go over there and defend it. If you put one one man over there, we throwing a couple phases inside the twenty. That's just it. Got to. Yeah. So, so every time Ellis Hobbs would, you know, for the sometime and when the offense got to the ten yard line, when they jumped in zero, he will back up. What he will back up inside and he will stop his feet on the goal line. So you know, That's I I don't watch this. I can yeah. do this you know, over and over and over. And I had just played against him week 16 in the Meadowlands, and he did the same exact thing, but he batted the ball down. He ended up making the mm-hmm. play. Ball's a little behind, but he made the play. And we get to the same position, and I look mm-hmm. up, and I'm like, oh, shit, I can't believe they ain't cover zero again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, if this, if this thing is true to form, like I done seen them do, he is going to back up to the goal line and he's going to stop his feet. And I'm going to come out of here. I'm going to come out the block so fast that he, he's not even going to have a chance to make up his mind on what he want to do because I ain't going to stop running. I'm going to just run right by him. And mm-hmm. sure, his last game was hard. He stopped his feet right on the goal line, just like I had been watching him do on tape the whole entire time. And it was just – it, it happened just like that when I was at the line of skin, just knowing what exactly what he was going to do. That's crazy, man. See, That's hey, crazy. y'all listening, y'all watching the details that go into this shit is crazy, man. And that, oh, it all man. comes down to <laughs> making one of the biggest plays in, in, shit, in football history. Keep it yeah. real, but yeah. man. That's, the, that's, shit that, that's, the shit that you don't see, the film exactly. study, you know what I'm saying? Game, the stuff that game you within don't the see. game. Yo, so, you know, hey, listen, well, now you know, AB, they give you iPads and shit to take home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Boy, hey, we, we ain't got to burn them, them, them DVDs. Yeah, we have DVDs, VHS. Hey, I still got VHS yeah. in the house. It's crazy. I, 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 I came in. I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I ain't that old. I ain't had the VHS hey. in, in the in the league. <laughs> you sure? You might you might have got one year with the VHS. Chill out, chill out, dude. But it was all DVDs, man. <laughs> Yeah, we are still here, man. It's that crazy, man. Yeah, that's how it was bringing down tape on the iPads and sending you the link so you can watch. Nah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was, what's crazy is a, a lot of cats probably still watch more film back in the day than they watch it now. And, and as, as easy as it is, it's crazy. Me and oh. I, me and my man Ty be talking about it all the time, man. When we got as we got older, shit, getting them iPads, shit, you could be on the shitter watching film for 20 minutes, you know, watch something in the bed. For, like, it, it's so easy and convenient for you to be 
overly prepared for games. There ain't no excuse to go out there and not know what the hell got Man. going on. At all, at all. Ben, as you say that, when when you think when I'm we talking about like the, the younger players and you know watching film and you know all of those things, uh, you know uh, I had a chance to you know play with Antonio Brown for those two years at Pittsburgh, 2012, mm-hmm. 2013, and also when OBJ was here in New York, um, you know the wide receiver coach and team they should let me into the meetings on Fridays for the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And you know, just sitting there, you know, breaking down tape with them, and you know, just like, listen, man, if you're on a twelve or thirteen, if you're on a twelve or fifteen yard curl, you know, the last five yards of your route, be like, you know, how many, how many steps does it take for the cornerback to get out of his break to, to break on your curl? If it takes him mm-hmm. four steps to get out of his break, you need to be out of yours in three. Yeah, you know, just, just, just little things like that, but. I also realized like there was no real detail going into teaching them, you know, uh, is he a two hand jam guy? Is he, is he an inside jam by? Is he outside hand? Is he hips to the sideline? Uh, you know, yeah. You know, uh, how does he play man coverage when, when he's out there by himself? Different things like that. And you like, yo, man, sitting down with OBJ and Antonio, and it's the same thing. It's like, yo, these dudes are so gifted. The things that they are doing out there on Sundays is just they just doing off of just raw talent. Yeah, a lot of yeah. They take anything away from them, you know. Mm-hmm. I love both of them to death, but these guys are so fast and they so gifted, like so quick at the line of scrimmage and the ball catching skills. Is that uh, they don't sit down and watch two, three hours of a film? They can be like, "Oh yeah, I got him." I can't. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, yo, you, yo, you yeah. so good, yo, you ain't even gotta watch film. Yeah, but it just goes back to like the, the generation of the athlete is just. I said, yo, man, if I could run like that, with breaking this down and putting that all together, putting yeah. together, sky the limit. These wow. boys evolve, man. Evolve. Bless, young man. You are blessed. Hell yeah, man. Hey man, sure, pre- man, hey, this, this been this been great, man. Appreciate you 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 joining us, man. I know you got a role. Um, what you got? Sure. What you got going on now, man? We was talking off air about uh, your show and stuff. What you got going on now? Tell the people. Yeah, man. Yeah, we just started a podcast uh, two Saturdays ago. You know, every Saturday at one p.m. Fox Sports Radio with uh, Lavar Arrington, uh, T.J. Hushmanzada. Call up on game. We go live every Saturday at one. You know, okay. uh, got to get you guys on the show, man. No doubt. Definitely. No doubt. Sure. And, uh, working on some different things, man. You know, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, man, and getting the juice bars open, open and running here in, uh, you know, West New York and in New Jersey, doing some different things. And, um, you know, uh, <laughs> crazy thing is, uh, you know, my boy Jaru owns the uh, New York Stars, which is the WFLA. It's mm-hmm. the professional football league, which is starting up here at the end of the year. And um okay. I'm, I'm the general manager for that. So for for, okay. for our team. So right. we, uh you know it's eleven on eleven. It's professional football basically what the WNBA is mm-hmm. to the NBA. So you know it's it's eleven on eleven professional tackle football. The women are getting paid. They're excited. We just had our we just had our first draft about uh 
about two about, about a month and a half ago, I actually drafted this girl from Germany, a wide receiver. She was crazy excited. Like, you're like, man, imagine how that feels. Imagine how that feels. Coming you from know? Germany, that's wild. Yeah, coming from Germany. All right, now we we gonna we gonna keep track of uh, uh, uh your moves, man. Right. Um your managerial um <laughs> services are like so we definitely yeah. gonna keep track. Hey, you know, I'm, a, hey, I'm a great evaluator of talent, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we had a we had a team down here in Miami. We we still got a team down here in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, uh, I, I watched a couple they be playing, they, they play, son. Yeah, all those leagues are coming together, man. It's gonna be exciting. We all looking forward to it, man. And you know, whatever, man. Y'all just reach out. You know, shit. I'm here. Holler at me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get get with y'all, man, and uh, get y'all on the show too. So it's a national. So anything Definitely. you want to promote, you know, it'd be, it's gonna be a good thing. That's a bet, man. Appreciate sure, man. you. Appreciate that, bro. All Flex good, man. the GM. All right, all right. The GM, y'all hold it down. Yep. I agree. All right. Yeah, man, there you have it. Classical Burris, man, Super Bowl champ, seven five seven legend, uh, Michigan State alum. Um, you know, you go check him out. Like you said, the GM. Uh, what what do you call? What is it though? The, I think it was the New York Star. W, the New York Stars. Go check him out. Um, go check out his podcast. Like you said, him, Lavar Aronson, TJ Hushmanzada. Um, every Saturday, one o'clock. Again, man, another episode. The man to man pod. I'm Antoine Bethay. Man, D Buck camera went out again. Nah, nah, nah. We over here, uh, we over here chilling, man. But uh, yeah, appreciate oh, y'all, man. man. Subscribe, man. like, tell a friend to tell a friend. Yeah, man, we out, man. Camera just resting we right now.